To another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast. We hope everyone had a safe and happy New Year's. This is our first new episode of 2017. We took a few weeks off for the holiday to give everybody a chance to spend time with family and not have to worry about talking about Disney <laughs> all night long for, for a couple weeks. So this is the first new episode we are recording of the new year. And this week, our very own Crystal had just fresh off her first Walt Disney World marathon that she did on Sunday. So we're going to get a a little bit of a recap from her this week and also have some questions to ask her because uh, Melly and I are are joining her tonight for this this episode and neither one of us are runners or exercise people, so... (laughs) So we will uh, have tons of <laughs> not at all t- tons of questions and and <laughs> I do, wondering yes. why I can't wait. One, wondering why these insane people do this to their bodies. So <laughs> yeah, that's the main question. You know. So, <laughs> but we'll let her talk first. We'll let her talk first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yay and ouch all at the same time. Um, so I just finished the race yesterday. So I have the 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 marathon hangover going um very sore but doing really well and it just was so much fun i had the best time so i ended up signing up for the the full marathon and this is kind of the premier event where run disney so um this is the wdw marathon weekend so they had the 5k um which started on thursday 10k half on saturday and the full was on sunday and then if you did all of the events it's called the dopey and then if you just do the half and the full, it's considered the goofy. And unfortunately, due to inclement weather, um, the half was actually canceled this year. So a lot of people are just calling it the grumpy instead of the dopey <laughs> because they were unable to uh, to do the full thing. And many runners' oh, personalities, they just know in their minds they did not officially do the half. So they're pretty disappointed. But uh, it was so cool to see on social media everyone going out and running their, their half marathons and celebrating afterwards. So each hotel had a huge group of runners who went out and actually did the half marathon so that they knew in their minds that they had earned that medal. Super cool. Very awesome to see uh, the Run Disney community coming together and supporting each other. So really cool. Did you guys see any of that stuff online? I did. I did follow some of it. There are there are some people I follow that are that are locals like you that were either going to be pacers for the race or somehow involved behind the scenes. And I know some of them were kind of bummed out that they weren't going to get to do the official course, but I know some of them did find a hotel or, or people that they knew that were running and did do exactly what you just said. And I did see some people as like cheer groups and some signage. So yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was really, really great. And you know, of all the silly backlash that that I heard, which I chose to ignore, I, I believe, <laughs> you know, I wasn't down there, but I heard that the weather was pretty severe and pretty nasty. So Disney obviously made the right call for the safety of everybody involved, not only the runners, but the, you know, hundreds of volunteers that, that make the thing happen as well. 
Yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad in the morning. Quite a bit of lightning, which is scary stuff, including the rain. So, you know, and then Sunday, it was freezing at the marathon. <laughs> it, I mean, and I'm not saying, like, I'm from the Midwest. I lived in Michigan for a while. So I know my blood still runs kind of thin that we've lived in Florida for a few years. But, oh, my God, it was so cold on Sunday. So, I, you know, you have to get up at 3 in the morning. And then stand outside for about two hours just before the race even gets started. And you could feel the temperature. I think when I got there at first, it was 36. And within an hour to an hour and a half, it dropped to 26 with wind chill. Wow. And it was, I mean, everyone was like penguin mentality, like huddling together with strangers, like bring it in for the real thing. It's cold. Um, so it was very, very cold before the start of the race. But, you know. This race is really the premier event for Disney because you get to run through Magic Kingdom. So I've done some of the other events, Star Wars, Wine and Dine, but you get to run through Magic Kingdom. So that was probably one of the best moments was running down Main Street and uh, being able to actually run through the castle and take some photos. So that was really the highlight of, of the the marathon, even though it was within the first five or six miles. It was quite awesome, but we did get to hit all of the theme parks and then finish right outside of Epcot in the parking lot. So that was really neat. It's it's a crowded race. So I don't know if you guys, you know, how many people out there have run a Disney event versus other road races. Disney's crowded. You know, based on where your crowd placement is, it can be more crowded or less crowded. So I was in a particular situation where I was in Corral H, which is kind of in the middle of the pack. I did submit a time in order to get Corral H. If you don't submit a time, you'll be in the back of the crowds and it went up to crowd P. So um, you do have to submit a time and then based on your so time, you you'll get closer to fat. Sorry. So you submitted a time from a race that you ran before? Yeah. So you can submit a half marathon time. So you don't have to do a full marathon and submit that time. You can actually just do a half and then you put in a projected finish time. So they'll place you based on your projected finish time with, and then they'll go in and confirm that you've done a half where you'll be able to meet that same pace. Uh, okay. Now, how, uh, that's, that's how they kind of dictate. I would still be on the course today. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would still be walking right now. If there was a Z, I, that's where I'd be. Well, you do have to maintain a 16 minute mile pace. So they have this, after all of the crowds, Across the starting line, they have women who are called balloon ladies who maintain the 16-minute mile pace. Yeah. So <laughs> if they kind of catch up to you, then they they actually will stop you and put you on a bus. So you have to maintain that quicker pace. So I saw people like going on to Expedition Everest and seeing characters and doing a bunch of things throughout the marathon. So if they were in an earlier crowd, they knew they had 35 minutes where they could actually go on a ride. Um, but if you're in that last crowd, you got to stay ahead of the balloon ladies or you're going to end up getting picked up because you won't stay on pace. So I think it's a seven and a half hour finish pace with the 16 hour start. But the first crowd started and I don't think we actually like being in crowd N. It was almost an hour before we actually crossed the starting line after the first group went. So you also have to stand there a lot longer in the cold if you're in a further corral versus getting there up front. And each corral has less people in the in the front groups. So I think the, the first and second groups maybe only have 200 to 400 people. And then towards the back, there are 1,000 people per corral. Holy crap. Um, so it's I think it's 12,000 people total within the race. And then wow. they also offered the half marathoners to decide to go ahead and participate in the full if they chose to do so. So they said there were about 1,200 of the half marathon runners that chose to go ahead and do the full. So you had those those people added in as well. So it was very crowded Wow! during the race. 
you know, and you just kind of dodge people, but for the most part, the etiquette's pretty good. The better corral you're in, it seems like there's those are more avid runners, so the etiquette to, you know, move over to the side before you go into a walk um, is much better. The further back, you'll get groups of, you know, 10 people who all of a sudden will all stop and walk at the same time because they're doing an interval and they'll be, you know, from left to right all the way across the road. So <laughs> some of that stuff, some of that stuff is challenging. And towards the end of the run and you're getting tired, you're like, oh my God, just you have yeah. to move over. I can't take the extra two steps to go around <laughs> you, please. Get out of the um, way. <laughs> yeah. And you, I mean, I'm not, I hate to sound like I'm coming off as brood, but it's just like, so you get so exhausted <laughs> you're like please i just can't i can't take the two steps no i i could totally understand that that's i mean especially if you're running if you have like a decent pace or some sort of a pace you kind of don't want to either slow yourself down like you said or to go to the side and go around it's yeah i guess it'd be you know nicer just to stay on that straight path well, it's tough for me because then, like, I don't want you to make myself sound like an old lady, but I have, like, really bad knees. So I have, like, runner's knee in one, and I have something else going on in the other one where, like, my kneecap is sideways. So it's, like, once I get my knees going for me to, like, make a quick left or right movement, like, like we're, you know, swimming in between the crowd is really challenging for me to do. So I'm kind of, like, slow and steady when I get the gear going it's hard for me to like veer left and right or even to stop so it's you know depending on what you have going on i i respect why they don't move over because they're exhausted too it's just <laughs> one of those things that you don't want to trip over them you want everyone to stay safe so it's more of a safety thing too that you're like you just you know to keep the flow of the traffic moving to slide over to the side but Regardless of that, there's so much stuff to see on the course. They had tons of characters along the way, and they were characters that you can't see every day in the park. So they had Jack Skellington out along the course, Tweedledee and Dumb. At one point, they also had an entire area with just extinct attraction ride vehicles. Yes, I saw pictures of those. It was so cool. I was geeking out. Oh, so it had 20,000 yes. leagues, like the, the huge submarine there. That the ride cool. from Snow White and uh, Snow White Scary Adventures, the car from Toad's Wild Rides, the is it the Skyway there Bucket? A, there was a Skyway the, Bucket. Yep. <sighs> it was so cool. Dang. I thought that was the coolest things that they had along the course. Yep that that full scale Nautilus from Twenty Thousand Leagues was like oh I saw tons of people on Instagram I saw pictures of that and that was all over Twitter also and I was like holy crap that would have been I, I probably would have had to stay there. St- stood there and shed a tear and like knelt and, and had a moment of silence <laughs> for all the rides of my childhood. <laughs> all that awesome. And I, I don't know that even that could get me to run. But oh man. It's still like awesome. So, yeah, it was, it was really neat to see that kind of stuff. And then you also got to go in all these backstage areas too, as they kind of filtered you in and out of the different parts, they would allow you, to, you know, they had us running through some of the side entrances so that was cool we had to see like the back backside of magic kind of stuff you know where you would run by the parade storage area and the backside of splash mountain and you could see some of the ride vehicles that were sitting on the side and then at one point you know everyone was complaining about it but we ran past the waste management area Mm -hmm. and i was kind of geeking out again it's really cool this is i've never seen this stuff before i'm like with the big tube that's where they i'm like it's kind of cool. That's where they take you if you do the tour that I did with my wife back in September. They take you back there, and uh-huh. I'm not going to get into it again here, but we went into that shed where the Main Street Electrical Plate used to be. Nice. So, But it was that whole same area behind Splash Mountain, and the garbage corral is there. So, yeah, that's very cool to go and see that. No, stuff. they sent us out on this, like, conservative area. I guess they have, like, so many acres set aside 
for conservative um, for conservation. Yes. And they had this huge waste management pla- plant back there where it was like the round tubes with like sweat coming off of them and yep. stuff. And it mm-hmm. reeked back there. It was kind of <laughs> gross. And um, they had these signs along the way like talking about why we were running through that area. And everyone's like, this is gross and terrible. And I was like, I've never seen any of this stuff before. I didn't yeah. even know this was back here. No, so I know. it was kind of, I really enjoyed kind of seeing, it, it was almost like a, a little mini tour, seeing new parts of Disney that I didn't realize had existed. And just past the time too. Because, you know, there was quite a few areas where we were just out on highway road. And Disney does a good job of having DJs and, and characters out there, so it does help to move the time along. But when you get tired, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need some stuff to look at. So Disney does a good job of keeping it interesting. But it was so much fun. I had such a great time. The miles, you know, Disney always says every every mile is magical, and it really was. I had, <laughs> I had the best time. I got done at mile 25. We ran through Epcot. And uh, one of the girls I was running with, we stopped and got a beer and we chugged half the beer and then we were running with it and we were cheersing everybody as we were going through Epcot and, you know, just strangers applauding and, and holding up signs for us. It was it was so amazing. Just the crowds are oh, fun. coming out, you know, the people coming out to support us in that cold weather. I mean, it was so frigid in the morning and everybody who was out there at one point there was snacks. So towards the end, in order to refuel they, you know, a lot of people stand out and they'll give you Twizzlers and Swedish Fish and pretzels and um, M and M's just to try to give you some sugar in your system to keep you going. And there was just strangers out there with pretzels, and I went and took one. I was like, "You're just so nice for this pretzel, <laughs> thank you." And I was, I was like in tears, thanking the stranger for pretzels. <laughs> it just meant so much to me that they were out there, and I was getting just so tired and hormonal towards the end because I was almost done. But I was like, "This is the best pretzel." I've ever had. So, <laughs> they probably thought I was nuts, but you know, there, there was just so many amazing people throughout the course. I just can't thank all the fans enough for such an awesome race. But across the finish Aww. line, ended up getting an awesome Mickey medal. You know, Disney gives out some of the best medals. I mean, they're hearty, like really strong medals. So it was, uh, it was awesome to get the medal. And the volunteer, when I crossed the line, they had Mickey right at the finish line. So I was able to give him like a huge high five as I was going by. Nice. And then when I came up to the volunteer, I was walking towards this guy and he, he holds up the medal and he just screams and he's like, you did it. And I was like, <laughs> I did do it. That was the kind of energy I wanted when I got my medal. <laughs> the guy gave me this huge hug, just this random volunteer. So it was so amazing just to... You know, everyone that you kind of interacted with shared the excitement for the race. And everything Disney does is just top-notch, you know, from the medical tents to even just the porter potties on the side of the road and the water stations. They just make it the best experience as possible. So, great race. I'm glad it was over. I'm glad to be at my home, like my house in my nice warm bed, taking Advil and, you know, using ice every few hours. But (laughs) it was a great experience. Nice. Oh, man. So I just have just a couple of questions just on the, I guess, the procedure on it. Now, I know many people do do the race, obviously, to run. But then also, like you said, there's characters that are never in the parks, even during, like, special events or anything else. What is the protocol for, like, if you want, is there photo pass photographers there? Or is it just basically, like, you stop, click a selfie, and, and keep going? Like, what's the, what's the procedure yeah. with that? So... When you get your bib number, it has a message on the back that it says if you have a photo pass that you can actually go in and link it. So I'm an annual pass holder. 
So one of the awesome benefits of being an annual pass holder is you get all of your your photos for free. Yes. So I went in and I linked my photo pass. So I have all of my photos from the race within my Disney experience now. Oh, that's awesome. And they were, they were loaded within maybe a few hours. So I could go in and I could see everything and download for free. So that's a huge perk that... You know, other races that you do, they're going to charge you between $70 to $120 for your race photos. And you're going to pay it because you want them. Other than that, everybody runs with their phones. So, like, I had my phone the entire time in, like, a pack that I carried. So we did a lot of selfies. But as you go through, as you see the characters and you go through, they'll have PhotoPass areas set up. So it links everything through your bib number. So as they snap up a photo of you and you have your bib, it'll automatically link it for you. So if you have your bib covered for some reason, you are not going to get any of your photos unless they're on your phone. Oh, I got you. Now, and then in regards to ah. characters, there are lines for all of the characters. I was so, going to ask that. You okay. have to maintain your 16-minute mile pace. If you're in one of the earlier crowds, then you can wait, you know, an hour to see a character, depending on who it is. I mean, I, I saw people jumping on rides. So if the park was open and the rides were going, people were getting on Everest. And we actually went over to see how long the line was for <laughs> Everest, and it was 25 minutes. Wow. So you could That's potentially hilarious. maintain your pace. That's awesome. You could, you could go on any of the rides, which was really cool. Absolutely. Well, I didn't stop to see any of the characters. We didn't wait in, a, in the line. We went... Well, maybe one or two. There was like the raccoon from Pocahontas we jumped in and got photos with. Miko. So we did it based more on um, the lines. But when they had, you know, we ran in front of the, the castle at Magic Kingdom, they probably had six or eight photo pass photographers set up there. So we were able to get in and out very quickly with those pictures. Nice. And then we ah. also got a few on our phone, too. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, I mean, plenty of, like, photo ops, and there's people standing there who will also take pictures with your phone as well. So it just depends on, you know, what you want to do. But thankfully, all of my stuff was free, so I've already gotten all my photos, and they turned out great. Nice. Yeah, I figured they had some sort of system down. I just had never, you know, I... You see people who post the pictures all the time, but then I'm wondering, I'm like, are they just, you know, th- there has to be lines for some yeah, of them. I can't imagine lines. you're just running right up and running, literally running, stopping for a second, taking a selfie and, and then running again. I figured there had to be some downtime. Yeah, you know, I saw Belle in Epcot and she didn't have, there wasn't a line for her. She was just out there with the crowd. So you could run by and do like a selfie with her. And when I did the Star Wars, like I ran by like 20 stormtroopers and just gave them high fives. So there was... <laughs> There was a few photo ops that there weren't long lines for, but some of the other ones, like Tweedledee and Tweedledum and, like, Anna and Elsa were there. Like, some of those were a lot longer. Right. But when I did Star Wars, there was Chewbacca, and as you got in line, they said you are not going to maintain 16-minute mile pace if you stand in this line. Oh, wow. So they'll they'll have somebody there, like, forewarning you that you might um, get picked up if you do that. Gotcha. I gotta imagine, like you said, characters that you never see would probably be the ones I'd I'd be most concerned about if I were to do it. Like, you can go see Chewbacca now, and like Belle's always out in Epcot. So, but I guess when you're caught up in the moment and you see them and you're running, and it's like, oh, you know, do it while I'm here or something like that. Now, do any of them have special outfits for the race? Like Mickey have like a runner's costume or something on at the finish line? They did, yeah. So, like, they had, like, the Fab Five characters at Wide World Sports, and they had, like, uniform, like, sports uniforms, like, on. Like, Goofy had a baseball outfit on. Jack Skellington was probably one of the coolest characters that I've ever seen. Yeah. So, I've, I've never actually seen him in the parks, and I had no idea how cool he was going to look. And it was, <laughs> and I'm probably going to get some major shade on this one, but I don't know the, the girl's name from the movie, but she was there, too. Sally. 
Yeah, so Sally and Jack Skellington, Skellington was both there at one stop. So you could wow. go in and meet both of them. Um, and that was a huge line. So it was, I mean, the characters, that I mean, it was really, really cool. And there was a ton of characters. So there was an opportunity probably within every half mile or mile to see a different character, whether it was Pinocchio or Wreck-It Ralph. And then as you, one of my favorite character spots is as you run up one of the ramps, it's it's a pretty excruciating incline that you have to go up. They have the Toy Story army guy, and he stands there oh, and nice. yells at everybody. <laughs> so if you try to walk the hill, he'll make you do oh, push-ups. Man. So one of the guys started walking, and he's like, give oh, me man. five, and starts yelling at this random runner. And the guy jumps down and starts doing push-ups. And he's like, that was too easy. One-handed push-ups. And everyone's cheering on this guy as he's just destroying push-ups but it was awesome he did such a good job but that's one of my favorite character spots because this guy is just having such a good time with it he's just laying in to to the runners as they go by in addition to that he's like that outfit is adorable you know yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. like he'll say nice stuff too but it, it's really cool <laughs> now that was gonna be my other question do people wear outfits and stuff besides regular running outfits for this like they do for some of the other races like i know the star wars ones and the princess ones people tend to either put tutus on or in full costumes and stuff does anybody do that for this particular race or is this kind of more you know you gotta less less is more yeah less is more definitely um i didn't see as many crazy outfits as i did when i um have done some of the other races like the star wars half i mean multiple people running in princess leia bikinis and and different things (laughs) There, I saw a few outfits that I, I was I was like, how are they going to run 26 miles in these clothes? It was a lot of leggings and sparkle skirts. But, you know, it was so cold. That if people did have really nice outfits, they were probably bundled up. Because when I started the race, I had two pairs of pants on, two long sleeve shirts and a, a, and a running vest. And then I had gloves. And then, I mean, I was bundled to the top, <laughs> to, like from top to bottom. So I assume most people probably had really cute outfits that they were going to plan on wearing that they they really probably didn't get to wear. But most of the outfits were tame because they have to wear them for so long. I saw one girl that she dressed up like the broom from Fantasia and she had a skirt that she made out of like the what do you call it? The tool. Mm -hmm. And um, that made it look like it was the broom. And then she ran with two buckets with like (laughs) glitter sparkle stuff coming out of them and like Donald Duck's face in them oh my and was running with these two buckets and I saw her at like mile 16 holy and crap and she still was running with these buckets I would have been like throwing them down calling yeah, it a day or that's trying com- to drink oh beer out of that that's commitment yeah really I would have had that, something that's like in them. Yeah. that's Phil Harb magic yeah exactly I mean, that, that's going deep into canon there that's- yeah Wow. So her outfit was really good. We we had met, uh, like group shirts. I ran with two other girls, and I actually made our shirts with the cricket. So mine said, "OMG, Becky, look at her bow." And then <laughs> I had like a mini sparkle skirt and wore a red bow in my hair. And then the the two other girls, one of them had a shirt that said, "We're all mad here" with the vanishing Cheshire cat smile on it. And then uh, the other one was with Maleficent and said, "We um, I run this castle." <laughs> nice. So those are our little themed out shirts that we did. So, I mean, when you're running that many miles, so worried about like blisters and chafing and overheating. But this one in particular was so cold that that was not a problem at all. The last marathon I did, it was 75 and it was we're trying to manage, you know, the humidity the entire time. So it wasn't nearly as bad. 
Yeah, it was funny. I was texting back and forth. I had a friend from up here in North Carolina who was down there kind of as the cheerleader supporting another friend who was running. And he was texting me. And he was telling me about how it was 32 or 34 degrees at that time. And we, we just got through an ice storm here. So I sent him a screenshot of what cold really was. But <laughs> I can only imagine being in those outfits trying to run at that temperature. Oh, it was it was really chilly. It was, you know, I met a few people that said they were from Philadelphia and they're like, it is warmer in Philly than it is right now in Florida. Like, how did this <laughs> yeah. happen to us? It was pretty close. And, and I have to tell people, because I grew up in Florida, that Florida cold really is different from cold anywhere else. Because the humidity that stays year round, that the humidity doesn't just magically disappear in the wintertime. No. Or magically disappear because you're in Disney World. No. The humidity makes anything below, I'd say about 55 degrees, sink straight to your bones. Oh, yeah. So Florida cold really is a different cold than what you would experience anywhere else. And that's just for people living, much less running. Yeah. I mean, we we were standing around at, you know, 4 a.m. It was cold. You know, it was 36. And then when it dropped to 26, you could feel feel like the cold chills just coming on between the 10 degree drop and everyone kind of got closer together and all the corrals and you just people just shaking to their bones so I was so excited to actually start running in order to get warmed up so after everyone's running they start shedding all of these gloves and hats and clothes and they throw (laughs) them on the side of the road so all of that is donated to a charity after the event is over so somebody actually goes through and collects all of that Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, which is really cool. But yeah, I mean, I had I, like raided my husband's closet and I like took like this huge hooded sweatshirt and these old pants I had from college. And I was like, I'm going to donate these to the cause. <laughs> but it's about time that they go. Gotta, it, needs to be, it needs to happen. Got to get like those rip away pants that you can just rip off while you're running <laughs> with the snaps yeah, on like the side. Yeah, like basketball pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, well, as cold as it was down there. It was still colder up here in Connecticut because it was snowing and I was pushing the snow around. And with the wind, it was about <laughs> four degrees out. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it got down to zero here in North Carolina on, was it early on Saturday? And on Friday, this coming Friday, it'll be 70. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be, crazy. let's say, my, Wednesday, it's supposed crazy. to be near, Wednesday, it's supposed to be near 50 up here too. So, it's, who the hell knows? We have Florida weather. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you're basking in just that marathon hangover moment, which for RJ marathon hangovers means something totally different. Yes. Yes, (laughs) they do. (laughs) (laughs) So what's next? Um, You have any races in your future? What's going on with your Run Disney career? So I have signed up for the Princess weekend, half weekend, and I'm scheduled to run the Glass Slipper Challenge, which is the 10K and half marathon, which at this point feels much shorter than running a full marathon. And then I also signed up for the Run Disney Star Wars run in, I think it's in April. So I have two other Run Disney events scheduled and signed up ready to go. And I I haven't, no more full marathons on the books. I think I need to take a break from that, at least until the fall. But (laughs) it's still too soon. Um, Running two six weeks apart was uh, quite a challenge. So I think just half marathons for a little while. But the issue with Run Disney events is you have to sign up so early. So that, I mean, I think Wine and Dine is going live on January 17th. So if anyone's interested in doing that race, that goes live um, 
on January, I think it's 17th or 18th at And noon. not only that, but they sell out so quickly. Yeah, they definitely yeah, with, do. Like, Glass Slipper Challenge, I was on at noon and, like, entering, like, like I was trying to get into Comic-Con. And you only have 15 minutes. Once you're in the site, you have to register within 15 minutes or you get kicked out. Oh, wow. So, wow. if you guys are interested, I would I highly recommend, you know, for those you know, dual events if you're trying to get into more than one race or uh-huh. the 10K and half seem to fill up really fast. So th- that's all I have on the books for right now. But it's my husband was asking me after I finished the half, I just, I always cry. Like the last two I've done, I've cried at the end and everyone right? thinks I'm going to get sick because I'm holding my hand over my mouth. But <laughs> it's because I'm crying, I get done. I'm like, I just did that. Like, holy shit. I just ran 26 miles. Like, I yeah. cannot even believe it. No the doubt. emotional release has got to be amazing. Oh, it's got to be fantastic. I could only like, imagine. Mile 24, I'll start, like, getting, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I'll start getting, like, emotional. And I'm like, don't hyperventilate on the run. Like, you have to finish it. You're just going to get yourself. Keep it's it going to make it harder to keep run. Keep it together. <laughs> it is. I, and I'm not an emotional person. Like, I, I'm not one of these people who are, like, all over the board with emotions. Like, I'm not a crier. So for me to cry is like an event. And I just can't, I can't keep it together after these races. So I'll be curious if that translates to half marathons. But as of right now, it's only full marathons that I cry after. <laughs> well, if you, th- if you think about it, the accomplishment, because it's not just running, it's not just running the race. Like running the race is the end game. It's all that you've worked up to beforehand. Now, since we've been chatting and doing this podcast since May or June of last year, Mm-hmm. You know, you've done and accomplished starting off at the smaller races and worked up. And I remember when you said you were training for the first, when you had signed up for the Disney World Marathon. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when you said you were going to, you jumped onto that one that you got onto last minute for for your local race, that Space Coast one. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. Like, oh, I, yeah. I could never Thanks. do that. Even if I put my mind to it, I don't think I could physically do it. So for you to have that that emotional it, r- release like melanie said and just break down in yeah. tears that's fantastic it's i mean absolutely who cares i mean c- congratulations i mean I that's awesome. you're gonna make me cry again i'm getting all upset over here <laughs> it, it would take me from may until now to work up to like a 5k <laughs> so yeah. that you know just to watch you go from the you know just saying that you're gonna do it to actually doing it how awesome yeah, that's yeah. amazing, it's... and I loved the pictures you had on Facebook with you and your friends and the castle and the polka dotted skirt. <laughs> it was yeah. so much fun. I'm sitting here in the snow, just kind of watching all of my friends put up their pictures on social media and see how excited you guys were, even in the cold. Because I know it wasn't just you; it's kind of a, you know, a great big family thing. Even if for runners you never saw or never met, I've seen all of you guys working for months. Months. Yep. That's crazy. No doubt. Do yeah, it's amazing <laughs> the Run Disney community, how everyone came together. And then, you know, some of the girls that I trained with here, they didn't tell me that they were coming on, um, coming to cheer me on during the race. And Aww. I ended up seeing my husband and there was about five girls there that I've trained with and they had signs and they were screaming. And when I got to see them, it was just so amazing that not only did they support me throughout all the training, but then they came out in the freezing cold weather and helped my husband, you know, get to all the different spots on the course with our son and just the amazing group of women and the friendship we've made throughout all of these miles. You know, you go through all of this stuff together where, you know, they, there's days that you feel great and everything's awesome. And there's other days that if it weren't for them, you would have never gotten out of bed. So those those friendships and those relationships you make during those miles in 5 a.m. 
it's really it's really incredible and you know i'm so excited that i'm able to be part of the run disney community because it's such such a tight-knit group and even on the course you know everyone's asking each other like you doing okay everything you know going all right if you see someone stumbling or you can just tell that they're not doing well everyone encourages each other and and takes care of each other so it's it's quite an awesome event i would highly recommend checking out any run disney event and I mean, even just runners in general, it's just such a unique community. You know, you have to have a screw loose to do some of this stuff, especially the dopey. <laughs> I haven't officially crossed to the dark side and said I would uh, do a dopey just yet. So if you hear me considering it, make sure you talk me off the ledge. But I'm not ready to go to that deep, dark place just Maybe yet. Maybe so. do a castaway key challenge first. When you agree. do the marathon and then cruise and just do the 5K on the island. And maybe work in a spa treatment. I agree. There's I know Disneyland like Paris, mar- like half marathon. That sounds like fun. Maybe we convince like yeah. that. That might be kind of cool. So I know I was like, I need to do some races in like Key West. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something even warmer. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was overall just an amazing experience. I'm so glad I have my medal. Run Disney has been my arch nemesis. You know, I've signed up for I signed up for a marathon a few years ago, ended up with a stress fracture, and then I signed up for the Tower of Terror 10K and found out I was pregnant the next day. And oh, then wow. I did wine and dine. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah it was a bit of a I mean, we've been married 5 years, but <laughs> you know, it's a bit of a shocker still. So um, then I signed up for the wine and dine and it got cut to a, a 10k due to the weather. So it was like oh, every race, something kept happening. So when it came to this run Disney event, I was, you know, I've had some, some knee problems and ended up getting a cortisone shot. So I was like, I just don't know if I'm able to piece this thing together. So when I did cross the finish line, I was like, I finally have like accomplished this run Disney thing. Like nice. I feel like I. I, I finally knocked down that barrier. I don't know what was going on, but it was something every single race. I just like couldn't that's get past, though. It made it quite even a big uh, barrier. Yeah, yeah, it made it a little, oh, even a little sweeter, I guess, when awesome. finally finished. Oh, absolutely. And my beer helped too. <laughs> oh, of course it of does. Course. <laughs> of course it does. I mean, yeah. I got and my husband goes, "I have a beer for you." I'm like, "Yes, you do. Yes, that's you amazing. do. That's right. <laughs> time, time to carbo that's a good load." Man. Time to carbo load on the back end. <laughs> exactly. Run all the miles, get to drink all the beer. Perfect. That might help with the knee pain, too. Yes. <laughs> it does. It Absolutely. warmed me up, too. Yeah, Aww. no doubt. Awesome. That was great. I loved hearing about all that. Fun. Congratulations yeah. again. Sorry, I got a little teary-eyed there at the end. I'm like, a little nasal now. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. We're getting teary with you. It's okay. Absolutely. I'm a mess. That's <laughs> Swear okay. I'm not a crier. <laughs> I'm not either, and I'm getting emotional. So you know, I'm not either. It's it's the Disney effect with the just life accomplishment thing all rolled into one. That's that's what we'll that's what we'll blame it on. Exactly. Disney tears are good tears. Yeah, absolutely, no, without a doubt. All right. Well, that was that was great. So if, if anybody, any of our listeners out there have any questions about any run Disney event or running in general, f- feel free to, to give us a shout either through our website or you can get Crystal direct on Twitter and she's at Disney Brewing. So she'll definitely uh, steer you in the right direction or if you have any tips or pointers and, you know, she'll help you out. Yeah, happy to. So with that, that's going to that's gonna wrap up this episode. And we thank you all for listening. And as always, you can find us on the uh, World Wide Web at thedizexplorers.com where you can find links to all of our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and as well as all the individual accounts for all our troopers. We will 
definitely be back in full force within the next coming episodes. We have some great stuff lined up for this new year for our little podcast, and we appreciate everybody who started with us about six months ago and who is has kept going with us and spread the word out. We have Milford tracks our numbers for you and puts out a nice graph for us every month on our uh, personal Facebook page that we have. And our numbers are steady and our numbers are, are doing really well. And that makes us all really happy. You know, at least we know that people are listening and are enjoying the content and what we're talking about every week. So that always makes us feel good. It probably wouldn't stop us from talking because since we like talking about <laughs> since we like talking about Disney anyway. But uh so We may as well record it and put it out there for you guys. That's right. So it's not just like six strange people talking into microphones in our in our houses <laughs> late at night. <laughs> so with that That's another podcast. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with that we're gonna say goodbye for this week and we'll talk to everybody soon.